0: and opinions expressed by Edwin, are Edwin and Edwin's only, all right? Not of his sponsors, employers, baby mama, anybody he went to school with, anybody he owe money to. With that being said, enjoy the video. What is going on, everyone? Edwin Pagan here, thanks for joining me on the Word on the Road podcast, your weekly technology care package. Now, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, Welcome. This is a podcast where we take three stories that I find on the internet or on the webs. I give you my analysis, I break them down, give you my thoughts, and then we send you on your way. Hopefully more informed uh, or maybe smarter, dumber, who knows, you know, who knows where this is going to take you. All right. Either way, there's just stories that I'm very passionate about um, and that I find interesting and I want to share with you guys. So with that being said. Um, before we dive into the stories, I want I want to thank everyone that's been listening to the podcast um, and, and all the feedback that I've been getting. I really appreciate the feedback. I am trying to get good at this. I am an old man who's learning all this new technology. So, anyways, that being said, your comments and your uh, your you know your, your your feedback really does help me out a lot. You know, I am doing this full time now, and so I just want to give you the best possible product. Um, with that being said, before we jump into the stories, um, just a little bit about my week and how my midweek is going this Wednesday morning. Um, life is good, man. Life is great. I have been, honestly, I have been just studying. I have been taking a lot of courses on LinkedIn Learning. If you're not using LinkedIn Learning, man, you are sleeping on it, bro. If you have a LinkedIn Premium subscription, they give you access to like these e-learning courses. There's so much good stuff on there because... Now that I'm doing like my own training and then I'm building videos, uh, particularly like training courses, I'm trying to learn like how to be good at it and and like the process of doing it. And LinkedIn definitely has some really good courses on how to do that. Um, They had some courses on there on how to like kind of set up the technology that I have that I use for this podcast. They have courses on that. And so there's just a lot of interesting stuff on there. And of course there's free stuff on YouTube. But I've definitely been studying up on that a lot, and I have also been gaming a little bit. All right, yeah, yeah. This old man is gaming. I um, no, seriously, I have been experimenting with the um, with the with the idea of using like um, what do you call it um, like like YouTube streaming, like game streaming, and it's it's really interesting because like I was playing Roblox and like people were watching, and I was like playing eight ball pool and people were watching. I'm like, people just watch. me play video games it's weird you know but at the same time i'm like if i'm trying to get good at streaming and like making video then it's all about repetition so i'm like if i can just disconnect by playing a video game like disconnect from the whole computers and technology stuff and like get my mind off of it by playing video games and i can stream at the same time i'm killing two birds with one stone so that being said you might start you might see me streaming a little more on uh on youtube but uh don't don't think that i'm not working okay I'm just taking some time to To practice, I don't know where I'm going with that. Um. What else is going on, man? Um. Other than that, man. Like I said, just been focused on building, uh, my my business. Been focused on getting better at the videos. Been focused on just putting out as much content as possible. And um, I moved the studio as well. So I had this original setup in my in my dining room, and then my fiance threatened with a divorcing me if I didn't get rid of it and put it somewhere more convenient. So we put it, uh, in a different bedroom in the in the apartment. So I think I'm I'm happy with the setup. I really am. Um. So that being said, let's jump right into the stories, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I got some really interesting stories to talk about today. Um, you know, I don't have any particular order. I just I find these stories, I save them and then I and I get them ready for you. Um, so with that being said, let's go ahead and just talk about the fine folks at SpaceX cuz your boy Elon Musk is always up to something and this time he is up to something strange. So, no, that that being said, this article is coming from the fine folks at fool.com and of course, the links to all these articles Will be in the link description below on the YouTube video or in the bio of the podcast. All right. With that being said, SpaceX, uh, with that being said, SpaceX is readying uh, for 2020 satellite broadband satellites, um, and Amazon is planning to compete with them. So I find it very interesting in this article that they talked about how they already have, like SpaceX already has 175 satellites in space. 175 satellites in space, and like you know, it's weird that I think space is small, like the earth, but like, bro, that's a lot of satellites. And then I find out that homie said, Nah, hold my beer, I'm trying to put. 12,000 satellites overall. And so the whole point of these satellites is to provide uh, high-speed internet access in rural and urban areas, not just in our country, but all over the world. So kind of having like a network of low-orbiting satellites that are able to uh, basically provide internet access in places where internet access uh, that otherwise wouldn't be available. So I thought, for some reason, I thought that DISH network And um, (laughs) DirecTV had satellite internet, but I think the way that this is actually going to function is um, it's kind of more of a a bigger network, so it allows for faster data speeds. Um, So this is really a game changer. I really do think this is a game changer because if you look at kind of like um, what 5G provides for us, you know, in the sense of like putting high speed internet access in in any location um, or metropolitan location with this technology, it's basically giving us the ability to put internet anywhere and everywhere and this can really do a lot a lot of change in communities that otherwise wouldn't have high-speed internet access right everything from being able to implement economies in areas where that you know they don't have electricity or they don't have like running water and things like that being able to put internet access there puts the ability to put, you know, commerce there or put communication there. Um, so I mean, the list goes on and on with this type of technology can do. And really, what Amazon and, and SpaceX kind of want to do is basically become their own ISP network, their own internet service provider. So internet service provider in space who would have thought like only elon musk could come up with something like that but this is definitely something that you know we should be on the lookout for i think it's really really fascinating what they're doing um with this technology and that um you know uh, there's going to be a day where Internet access will be as common as GPS access. The same way GPS works anywhere with a clear line of sight of the sky, we're going to have internet access anywhere where there's a clear line of sight. And when that happens, it's going to be a very interesting time in our society. So, um, really, really good, interesting article from the fine folks at Fool.com. So, with that being said, next article is coming from the fine folks at MacRumors.com. I had a chance to read this article, um, and it's really, really interesting. It's basically talking about how Apple was working with Johnson & Johnson on a heartline study aimed at reducing the risk of stroke. So basically, um, this is a really interesting article because... In short, they're basically trying to use Apple Watches uh, in order to collect data on basically its users and to kind of predict if they had a stroke, if they're at risk for certain, um, you know, certain heart diseases and things like that. Basically, using the wearable technology that they have. And so, what's really interesting about this is that, like, you know, a lot of times we forget how powerful the Apple Watch is and the fact that it connects with your smartphone. It's basically a, a smart tiny computer that's tethered to a bigger computer that's tethered to the internet that can basically in real time send information about your body to your doctor or to a neural network. And basically, what apple and companies you know like johnson johnson are trying to do is basically collect this data find patterns on it based on other people with similar profiles on you and kind of build an algorithm on like what someone who's at risk for certain diseases should be looking for and what like kind of data points to look for in that data and that's really really fascinating in the sense of like what machine not machine learning per you know per se does but like data analytics uh in the healthcare world can do for us and like I think this is just like the this is just like the starting point of like the, the possibilities of these technologies, to be honest with you, because like I really do see a world where our, our, our smart sensors that we wear are going to have glucose monitors, are going to have the ability to do blood samples of us that can, you know, in real time send this information to our doctors or import it into some type of network and the network will spit out a recipe on how to live a better life based on people with similar data to you and things that they did and blah 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 but it's like yo we are getting closer and closer to skynet but it's really really exciting to see that like you know you know i used to think that like apple watches were stupid because it would be like you know i'd see so many people who are like and this sounds terrible for me to say this and i feel i'm not i don't like this is the comedic side of me but like I would see people who had Apple watches and like they didn't do anything fitness related. They didn't do anything fitness related. So to me, it was like, why do you have a fitness tracker? And now I can look at it from the perspective of like, well, this isn't just a fitness tracker. This is a health uh, tracker and it can be used to track the status of your health and in real time allow you to basically send this information to your doctor um, without basically having to do anything. Because I remember like when my doctor, I think this is like when I was like, I must have been like 23, 23, twenty-four. Um, I have different accents, they're all fake. I'm alright. I'm just lying. I'm just gonna be honest. I say tree and twenty-four. All fake accents. But um, with that being said, um, I remember when my doctor, you know, he said you have some irregular heart rates or whatever, and a lot of it had to do just had to do from like a lot of like my caffeine intake. Hold on a second. I don't know I have a caffeine problem. Anyways, um <laughs> Um, but a lot of it had to do from my caffeine intake, a lot of it had to do from, like, all the pre-workout supplements that I was taking. But what he had me doing was logging my heart rate every single day. So, like, I had to get a heart rate monitor, like, a cuff thing, a blood pressure monitor. And I had to do, like, the time, and blah, blah, blah. I had to do all this stuff. And the fact is that, like, eventually I'm not going to care and I'm not going to write down as, as often as he wants. And basically he's not getting that data real time either because I would write this stuff down on a piece of paper like a log, and then at our next session, I would give them the paperwork and they would be like, okay, let's look over it. Whereas with a smartwatch, the doctor is getting this information real time. And by doctor, it's not necessarily doctors looking at it. This data could just be being fed into a, a machine that's you know, you know analyzing the data and then sending it to your doctor through an email or whatever. So, I think that the more better we get at, you know, analyzing this data and finding like, you know, important information in it, the healthier and longer we're going to be living. So, shout out to Apple for like not just making fitness trackers, but like, hey, listen, we have other uses for this device other than looking really, really cool with Apple Smartwatch. So, shout out to Apple on that one. Um, so that being said, man, last but not least, um, I wanted to just talk about this article from the fine folks at geekwire.com and they're basically talking about Amazon um, basically launched their first go grocery store, all right? Basically, in short, Amazon said, listen, we don't think we need cashiers, we don't think we need cash registers, we're just going to use computers. You walk in and you pick what you want and our computers will basically be able to tell us what you bought, and then we'll charge your Amazon account. And uh, so I definitely say, you know, check out the article. It talks way more uh, in detail about how the store works and everything. But in short, you know, Amazon is using basically facial recognition software, image recognition software, to basically allow allow them to track you through the store. They can track you, they can see what it is that you bought, and then you just walk out and they charge you. Now, what's really gnarly about this is that like, first of all, How does amazon do that i just want to know like how is it that they're able to do this this is nuts it really is it it blows my mind because the little that i know about machine learning and like facial recognition all i know is that it just it requires a lot of processing and so the fact that they're able to do this so easily however they able to do it is just it's totally gnarly to me um but at the same time i i look at it from the standpoint of like all right how much more different is this than like what Walmart implements, which is like um, uh, uh, self-checkout, which is they have like one lady, you know, at the little desk who like looks at all the registers and then you just walk up to the register, you, you ring yourself out and you go. What's the difference between that and what Amazon's doing? And like, what's the overall cost? Like, what is it? Is it more expensive to I'm, I'm, I'm only guessing that this system that Mike uh that Amazon has is more expensive but like what's the payoff you know i'm saying like like going with this versus going with self-checkout um because like a lot of people they look at amazon's idea and they and they pretty much say like bro you can just snatch and run and (laughs) that's terrible snatch and run um and that's not necessarily the case um you know what I'm saying? Because they still do have employees at the store who are stocking the shelves, who are, you know, um, you know, providing customer service throughout the store. But the only difference here is that they're basically, there's no cash registers. There's nobody to cash them out. So a part of me is like, you know what, this allows employees to, you know, like, to, like is it eliminating jobs? I don't know, right? Because like, if, is it that they're telling that cashier, hey, you can't work here? or is it that that cashier is now you know allowed to work in a different department or being used somewhere else in the company and i think that like like a, a part of me like feels like bro being a cashier has got to be a weird like a boring job you know you just sit there all day just beep 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 it's just a manual process and maybe this is a better step in creating happier companies Where like yeah they don't pay as much but employees are walking around they're engaging with customers um they're getting on their feet they're walking around they're not seeing the same thing over and over again um versus what you see with like a cashier position so i think that like i don't know man this is it's really cool it really is to me it's it's gnarly but i also think that like there's people out there who are like oh i fear automation and this and that it's like embrace it this is only going to make our lives easier so um Man, really good, interesting articles uh, on this episode. Uh, like I said, all these articles are attached to the link below. Um, let me see. Like, what else When I close with? Man, that's it, man. So this has been the uh, Word on the Road podcast. Again, your weekly technology care package. We do this every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So I will be seeing you guys on Friday. I know this episode was shorter than usual. But with that being said, please leave your comments and questions below. Tell me what you want to see on the show. Um, Please subscribe. And uh, again, your feedback means a lot. Thank you for watching. And until next time, this has been the Word on the Road podcast from Orlando, Florida. My name is Edwin. Y'all have been fun. Take care. Peace.